in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine. And first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you wanna check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you wanna support Kevin, he is currently fighting colorectal cancer. There is a link in today's episode to donate to his GoFundMe. And if you wanna just send him some love, you can uh, find him at Kev Smets on Twitter. So, Let's get into today's episode. Schmodown Spectacular 5. We had a lot of matches, a lot of things happened. I can't discuss all this on my own. So today I have a very special guest, the queen of TikTok, amazing question writer, Abby Friel. Thank you, Abby, for Hi. joining me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here talking Spectacular 5. Yes, we actually met at Spectacular 4. I know. So, yeah. What the heck? It's been a year. It's like our anniversary. <laughs> it really is. Oh my God. Wait, that's iconic. Yes. And I actually <laughs> had like fun moments with Kevin and David B. Uh, David B, him and me met for the first time. We bonded over the fact that we were very nervous at both having to perform live. Oh my God. Did you sing? I forgot yes. about that. And he oh performed, he, he played uh, Corruption's entrance music live. So he was very nervous as well. He was rocking out. <laughs> yes. I was like, I, I stood by the entrance, like where they all came in on the left side of the stage. Yeah. And that was so cool. Yes. Wow. Yes. Missed live events. But I you know, know this, this event was still good. Yes. We still, we like Spectacular Five. Yes, everyone did an amazing job. So let's get into it. Six matches to discuss. So first off, we had uh, the Star Wars match. Uh, Damon versus Andres. Who were you kind of going for in this match? You know, I really like Winston, and I feel like they were kind of the Cinderella faction of the year. But um, and I don't think I was necessarily rooting for Ace, but I was just like really hoping that Ace could bring the A game to the championship because there's been so many title defenses for Alex yeah. where it's just been like Expected. not even yeah it's just not even a challenge for him yeah. like I feel like Laura Kelly was probably maybe Joseph Scrimshaw like those two were the closest yeah. to ever even beating him so I was just like this could either be a really tight match or not at all yeah so so yeah, I definitely kind of wanted to see Ace take it just, or at least give him a really strong challenge just for like the yeah. the underdog like story vibe of all of that. Um, so after round one, it was 11 to eight. Damon was leading. He went perfect, got the bonus. Uh, round two, Andres, he does good. He sweeps. He does have to go to multiple choice once. Uh, Damon, he uh, gets Clone Wars. He spins away from it, goes with Rogue One, goes perfect. Uh, round three, um, it was solo. That was fun. Uh, they wagered the same thing, so everything kind of <laughs> stayed the same. Uh, Andres was kind of struggling a little bit because I think it was like 24 to 14 at that point. Uh, did yeah. you think 
Andres had a chance to even kind of even things out the, at that point. I mean, the thing with with Damon is that like the first time Ace misses, you're like, oh, oh yeah, there it is. Or if he like, has to check already... to multiple choice. Yeah, yeah, like it really is so hard. The Star Wars League is the hardest league specifically because of Alex Damon, because that is the league that needs the most perfection. Yeah. And it's insane Definitely. to me so deep that it's that. just, it's can't relate. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I write the questions, but like can't relate to knowing it on the spot. Yeah. You know? So and calling these crazy names and things and places and yeah. like lore and all of this stuff. So I was really proud of myself. I was very proud of myself because I am not uh, like a Star Wars aficionado by any means. But I actually knew the answer to the question that they both missed in the speed round. So I was very proud of myself. Was it the Han Solo one? Yeah, it was the Han Solo question. How many movies has that character appeared in? They both said five and it was six because they forgot about uh, Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, I, I don't blame them. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And that's a that's a really good speed round question because it does exactly what it needs to do yeah. in the sense of like makes you think right away the answer, but it like it's really one that you need to think a about. couple more seconds to think about. Yeah, so. and even like Solo could technically kind of maybe throw you off too because your mind is just thinking about Harrison Ford. Yeah, for so, sure. So definitely a really good question, and I was just very proud of myself that I actually got it right and they got it wrong. So I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm good at something. Uh, so it was 33 to 32 uh, going into the final round. Uh, Andres gets his two correct, but misses his three, giving Damon the win, 32 to 24. Um, and it was actually great to see Jen come back to do interviews because I wasn't sure how that was going to work in this format. So I just really missed her vibe in anything Schmodown and doing these post-match interviews. So it was really great to see her. How did you feel yeah. about seeing Jen back? She brings so much to the post-game interview, um, especially because Christian and Mark are doing the pre-show interview as well. Yeah. It just can kind of, it was just nice to see a little bit of change of pace. And Jen, you can't say that Jen does a bad job. No. She's such a good interviewer or I don't even, I guess interviewer yeah. <laughs> is the word. But um, it was, it was, I was excited to see her. Yeah. So. And it kind of took us back to the, the live event vibe of, I know. of the situation. Oh. So I was really happy to see her. And also Damon gave some great compliments to the question writers. So yes, yes. I, it's <laughs> Alex Damon puts the team through it. I will say that yeah. everyone in the, in the star <laughs> Wars league does. Yeah. Oh my God. But you stumped him a couple times. So and you did I your know. job. Yes. Um, so after this, uh, there was uh, an, a message from the commissioner, which we haven't really seen Clark very much kind of, you know, I guess with just how the format's been played out. You know, I'm going to be honest. I forgot she was the commissioner. <laughs> me too. I mean, <laughs> me too. I was like, oh, yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it, no offense to this league that we are both in. It was just like, yeah, I totally what did Sam well. even do before when he was commissioner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and so I it, forgot. It, in COVID, I can see why her role didn't appear as much yeah but it was good to see Clark <laughs> yeah exactly my, my thoughts exactly so she did announce you know Dimolanta came on and you know he was given that number one contender shot um but then they tried to spice it up a little bit so Laura Kelly and uh, Molly Damon will play against each other 
and whoever wins that match, Alex Damon can either do a triple threat uh, against the winner of that match, Demolanta and himself, or he can just choose to play Demolanta. What do you think he's going to do? First of all, I kind of forgot that Demolanta had a title <laughs> shot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So did I. <laughs> and I also was like, that, how so does long he have ago. a title shot? That yeah, tournament I felt was, like ages ago. That tournament was summer. Like, yeah. that was... Like, the last Star Wars match was, like, August. Yes, so yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot. And then, um, oh, my God. We're so, real pros here. So he got, yeah, welcome welcome to the best showdown after show. Um, wait, so he got it because he lost to Ace in the final, right? Yeah, I think that was because he played so well and they just offered it to okay. him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, because then it's like, I guess you don't want to do a whole other tournament for the next yeah, championship it, challenger, so... For getting that far, and there weren't that many, you know, competitors in Star yeah. Wars to begin with anyway, so... Yeah, so it works out. And then, um, so we stand. We love Andrew. Yeah. Um, and then I'm excited to see two female competitors yes. play and like, such a hot, like, in high-level match. And I love Laura. I love Molly. Yes. I I feel like Laura would be my favorite going into it. And then, but also Molly is it's Molly so Damon. So. Yes. And like, I'm kind of curious I, to see where they even end up faction wise. Like, yeah. at that point, like, who are they going to be playing for? They're both like, there's even a scenario in which like, they're on the same faction. Yeah. Right. And you then know? they have to they kinda... probably <laughs> They probably won't be just because they're both specifically Star Wars players. Yeah. But um, if someone's yeah, being greedy so, and pulls a Kaiser, but yeah, <laughs> you know, who knows? And then, and then, isn't it like the weird thing where like Alex gets to choose to make it a triple threat yes. or make it a yeah? So he can either just play Demolanta or he can play the winner of uh, Laura versus Molly, or in a three way mm-hmm. with with Demolanta. So. I feel like, why would you, like, make it harder on yourself? Like, why make it a triple threat, you know? But maybe he wants a challenge because he hasn't, you know, obviously he's held onto this belt so long, he hasn't really had a yeah. real challenge. And if it ends up being his wife, maybe he's into the idea of, like, that story, you know? That would be so funny. Yes. So <laughs> so I'm curious to see what he does. I think, you know, a more entertaining thing would be the triple threat. Uh, but Yeah, for sure. That'll probably end up happening, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess I can't relate to being <laughs> Alex Damon because, like, my anxiety would be like, why would <laughs> I want to play two people? <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Um, so then we get into uh, Brittany Young versus Chris Jericho, a really fun celebrity match. Uh, so I do have some things to say. <laughs> Chris Jericho, <laughs> but I will get that tea. I will get into it when we get there. So, um, yeah, in round one. Jericho, you know, you know, if you know Machine Mondays, if you know me, you know, I'm about the rules. <laughs> and I don't like when people don't follow the rules, particularly the one rule that is like clearly stated at the beginning of every match where you have to say and show your answer. And Chris Jericho did not verbalize his answer on many questions. So, oh. yeah, he did yeah. not do that. He just showed his answer, said something cute. And yeah, but had he been playing a more seasoned competitor, um, but even oh, then, yeah. even then, nobody ever calls that out. So I would probably be the only person to ever call I mean, anybody out. You want to tell Chris Jericho that he'll come to your right? house and beat you exactly. up. Exactly. So I mean, 
he's a celeb, so no one's gonna say anything. No one's no one's gonna yeah. say anything. So I mean, I'll let him slide. I'll let him slide this time. <laughs> but you know, one of our patrons, Steve, was like, "Oh, Janine's gonna be mad." He didn't verbalize his answers, <laughs> so I had I had yeah. to mention that. He also in the Goonies answer, he just said the Goonies. He's just said Goonies. He did not say the Goonies. So if he does stick with mm. Roxy, she should she should talk to him about that because if he plays me. I will not let him. Oh my god! <laughs> he just sassing the shit out of Chris Jericho. Oh you my would, god! You would make him shook. He would be like, "What? I had to do what now?" Yeah. So I oh mean, I would I would call him out. I, I would I would do it. Yeah. Uh, so they ended up kind of just being like back and forth the whole match. So after the first round, they were six and six. Round two. Um, Roxy was actually coming in with some solid strategy for him. So I like that she was kind of guiding him and helping him through. Yeah. Um, he gets dramas. He he misses the first question on multiple choice. Brittany gets the steal. He gets the second correct. Misses the third. Brittany gets the two point steal. And then he gets the last one on multiple choice. Uh, Brittany spins away from Tarantino. She gets her spinner's choice, which is Disney. Which also, like, you know, if she actually has that Disney love... I think that also is something to add to the argument of adding a Disney leak, because I know that's something that you and I have talked about and wanted, and there's some pushback on the idea. But I mean, if you get celebs like Brittany Young, who would want to play in a Disney league, I mean, come on, come on, make it happen. We would have more people from the current Schmodown roster who would be down to compete in a Disney tournament than the current Star Wars, like more than the current Star Wars competitors. Exactly. including Brittany yes so she did struggle a little bit because it wasn't all kind of animated it was a lot of she had some hard yeah she got some tough ones and even like I got one wrong that I was so sure of I think it was the uh the restaurant where they eat the spaghetti oh okay because I thought it was the bella notte that's what I thought that's, because of the song yeah, that's the song but <laughs> yes then but to- the, Tony's, Tony's the Italian man yes so I knew his name was Tony but I was like is the restaurant Tony but yeah Yeah. so like she definitely had to navigate that um so she missed the first question and jericho actually got the one point steal um she got the second on multiple choice the third on multiple choice and missed the last one on multiple choice and he didn't get the steal so 11 to 10 britney leading going into the final round uh chris gets his two correct Brittany gets her two correct. Chris gets his three correct on a big pull. So that was a really exciting moment. He couldn't think of the name and it just kind of popped in there for him. Uh, same thing happened right again with Brittany on her three. She couldn't think of the name and then she got the pull of the, I think it was Christmas vacation was the answer. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and then Chris missed his five, giving Brittany the win. So I'm sure most people were probably going for Brittany winning this match out the gate. Um, I definitely was going for her. I think she played great against Jader. I think I was kind of, I don't, I mean, I don't want to take all the credit, but after when Christian was kind of looking for people to come in, I tweeted at her a couple times and she was saying that she was down. And then right after that, that's when Christian like reached out to her and, and Dang, look at, look at your impact. So, you know, and then like, it was crazy at Jader's match. I was, I think I was kind of like, I was there just as a faction mate. Cause we were, that's when he was in my faction at the time. And she like said she knew who I was and that she had watched my matches. And I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I love Brittany Young. So I definitely was rooting for her to take this match. Uh, but definitely just a fun, you know, out the gate match and a nice little win for the dungeon you know they didn't have the best season so uh yeah it was definitely a fun one how'd you feel about this match 
It was good. Um, it was just fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no stakes, really. I mean, at this point. There, there is, there's two spectacular matches with no stakes, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I was probably rooting more for the managers, and I have turned into a rock star right? in the, like, second half of the season, even though, like, I definitely am, like, well, like, I don't even know. I go back and forth. But, like, Corruption's always been, like, number, number one. Yeah. And then, like, and then Dungeon is, like, my second. And they kind of bounce back and forth. But then, like, I've turned into, like, a third place rock star. Yes. Fan. Like, I love so Roxy kind of, as a person. But, like, I was yeah. not a huge stan of the faction and her managing. And then just kind of seeing her really yeah. get in there this season has been great. Yeah. Just, like, a self-critique um, to the writers. I know they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I was kind of like, why are there 580s questions, 80s like movie questions in the round one? Right? I'm like, okay, I, yeah. I was like, too. y'all, <laughs> come on, it's like how many 80s movies do we need to ask him? Right? Like, okay, <laughs> so that was just like yeah. something I had beef with. Yes, but you know what? There's always room for improvement. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. But Learn and grow. They both played well. It seems like Chris has a lot of fun. Yeah, and so does Brittany. So Brittany's a little bit more. She's like you just said, she's watched her matches. You can tell she understands the league a lot more. Yeah. Um. So. And it looks like they they've had fun and they want to come back. So. Yeah. So that's exciting to have more, you know, celebrity faces in the showdown. Yeah. Um. So after that, we did get a scene with some uh, "Who's the Boss" beef. Ben was kind of oh, coming yeah. at Riley, you know, calling him an old man. So I think. That team is done, you know, definitely the implosion of the Finstock exchange, uh, you know. So how did you feel about that? I mean, was it pretty much expected? Ben Bateman is turning into, like, the toxic girlfriend of the Schmodown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he's got, what was the t- action, team action, that was, like, He's the traitor or whatever. Yeah. And now he and now he just decided he's done with Mark Riley for no reason. <laughs> except he's so, old, I guess. <laughs> except he, yeah. And he blamed his their losses on him, but it's like okay. he, he did pretty good this season. Yeah, he, he did he did all right. He beat me, he beat Video Drew, he did pretty <laughs> well in uh which in the singles tournament. He actually did pretty solid in the singles tournament. Yeah. Because yeah. he yeah, he did. And then they, how many games did they play before they played Shazam? I want to say they played like twice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't this remember. This whole year is such a blur because, <laughs> like, some of those matches, I think they actually played like in a studio match, like at the beginning of the season. That I can't. Yeah, that, that was. <laughs> it's been a messy year, y'all. Yes, hardcore know. research here, <laughs> machine <laughs> days. <laughs> You would think that someone who is um, does the TikTok and social media for the show would be we able to remember simple stuff like what happened this season. <laughs> right? But you know what? It's fine. Yes, we get a 2020 pass. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So yeah, I think that they're just signaling the uh, implosion of the Finstock Exchange. Everyone kind of turning on uh, Gucci and yeah, kind of playing into this whole war situation, which we'll get into how you feel about yeah. all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I, we, <laughs> we, I think you know a little bit yeah, yeah. of how I feel. <laughs> we'll get to that, T. 
that hot tea a little later. Yeah. But um, then we have the team's uh, championship match, Shazam versus Odd Couple. Now, who were you going for with this one? Okay. So I have always been a big Brendan Meyer fan. Yes. Like, wow. And I've always been a big William Viviani fan. And, like, I've never, like, hated Mark and Draco, but I was, he was never, like, one of, like, my favorite players, you know? Yeah. Um, but l- lately, I just, like, secretly, again, just turned into this rock star stand. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was, like, rooting for Odd Couple, and I was like, they got it. They can handle it. Like, I felt like they, I almost forgot that they were champions. Yeah. And I'm like, they, they had the belt at back. one point. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was excited for them, um, and I was rooting for them going into the match. Uh, I think I was going for um, Shazam just because I absolutely have loved Koi's managing all season. Like, yeah, even though his record or whatever is not reflecting that, I think he is the most well-rounded manager. Like, he uses his time, you know, they have the 10, 15, 30 seconds, whatever, to talk to their competitors. He actually uses that time to give them insight on what he knows of the game. And he knows them well, so he kind of suggests things to them on what they should do. And he really uses his time well to advise them and not just do the kind of cheerleader pep talk thing. Yeah. Um, but he also is there for that, too. You know, the Schmodown in some ways has kind of lost the the fun of it. Like when I started watching with, you know, Brianne and, you know, um, Stacy, and when they were first coming up, that was kind of when the Schmodown, when Josh McCuga, when that was kind of the fun, you know, freeness of the Schmodown. And it's lost a little bit of that because it's gotten so competitive and so intense. And Koi, yeah. I love seeing him remind his competitors to have fun. And then they just kind of light up when he says that. And so I love that he reminds them of that. I love that he also brings strategy. I love that he takes the time to know his competitors really well. And he advises them really well and just keeps them really peppy and positive. So even though his record does not reflect any of that, you know, with the wins or whatever, I think he's the most well-rounded manager. He's not just doing the cheerleader thing. And he's not just doing the intense, like, you know, strategy thing. He kind of does it all. And he does it really well. So I've loved him, you know, in managing. So I was kind of rooting for them. And just Shazam, you know, they're always so nice and positive about everything. So I wanted to see them yeah. kind of, you know, keep that belt and, you know, because it was a big deal for them to win that in the first place. So I was kind of rooting for them. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I've low-key become an odd couple stand. Like, here at Machine Mondays, we haven't always said the nicest things about Jess Snyder. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when he I made all I those... I don't think a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he made all those comments about inner geekdom, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I have so much respect for that league. But um, just seeing him be more humble this season and actually see him kind of uh, stress a little bit and kind of not have that confidence and still kind of fight through and pull through, that felt really relatable and kind of humanized him a little bit because he's always seemed kind of, you know, sarcastic and, you know, cocky. Um, so that really did kind of humanize him for me a little bit. And I'm totally behind Odd Couple and just seeing him play so well this season as well. Uh, and Roxy's, you know, never ending support for them and like true love for them has been great to see. So definitely I going into it, I was all for Sazam, but then kind of seeing uh, Odd Couple just do so great this season and them actually not being really cocky and being really humbled. Uh, really related me to them. So I was, I was kind of could go either way with this match. Um, 
So Shazam ends up leading after the first round, 16 to 13. Odd Couple, they spin away from Oscars. They get Ron Howard. Um, and also, Odd Couple, like, Jeff did a lot of cursing. So is that cursing penalty actually gonna, like, be enforced? Because, like, he... Sounds he, like no. <laughs> right? He was cursing a lot. And then he, like, after he cursed, I think, like, the fourth time, then he got threatened with a point being taken away. So I'm like... Yeah. So, you know, me and the rules, like... At that point, it had art. It wouldn't have mattered because they figured out by the end of Star Wars that corruption won. So yeah, that is true. So um, yeah, I just you know if you're gonna say something's a rule, just just enforce it. Maybe just just enforce it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of cursing that nobody did anything about. So anyway, Odd Couple swept their round two. Shazam, they missed one, and uh, Odd Couple did get the one point steal off of them. Uh, 26 to 26 tied going into the third round they got Jim Henson which there was a lot of Jim Henson in this match <laughs> sometimes Schmodown has like a weird thing where like the round two will be the round three and then a round like five question and yeah. it's just like one random category and it's like what like it's just it's always <laughs> it, random like, but it's just like match. how did that happen yeah it's yeah. weird so yeah this was definitely Jim Henson heavy this whole uh match um so odd couple wagered one point they got a correct shazam wagered three points so that gate made it 29 to 27 shazam leading going into round four um everyone had a pretty great speed round jeff really did struggle and he seemed really defeated in his speed round um so that was kind of hard to see speed round yeah his speed round was rough but it was also the like if they would have lost the blame would have been on that speed round yeah definitely because, yeah, like, everyone kind of was pulling out all the answers, passing on maybe one thing, and the rest correct, whereas he just kind of felt like he kind of gave up halfway through. Um, yeah. So his was a little tough to watch. So then it ended up giving Shazam a huge lead uh, going into the last round, 37 to 31. Uh, so Mark got the two, Jeff got the three. But then after that, you know, they looked so defeated after the five. So, yeah. you know, they just had sour faces like they were just waiting for the loss to happen. Like they got all three of their round five questions, but yet they just looked so down, like, because I think they knew just a couple questions in and it would be done. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Brendan missed the two uh, bibs. And that two was kind of hard. I think that was the um, the American Hustle question about the microwave. Yeah, um, yeah. That, is, that is a hard question. That is one that you have to like have seen the movie and yeah. like also like rem- that's a pretty intense plot detail or just not even intense just like you have, you have to, to rem- would have had to watch that movie you couldn't just look at the mm-hmm. wikipedia and know that that was something that was said so if you've seen the movie it's easy if not you i know. would like to clarify there is nothing wrong with having seen movies for the schmodown <laughs> yes i think you are allowed to that. watch the movies and we will ask questions about the plot please don't <laughs> if you are a competitor please don't try to do the the thing where you w- read wikipedia pages we ask about the plot okay it happens guys it happens <laughs> yeah you actually have to watch movies uh mm-hmm. sometimes on occasion to at least do yeah. decent in the schmodown just 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 yeah. a thought i just wanted i just want to clarify since i said that was a hard question i didn't mean that it was like 
out impossible. Of the <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it. it was because it was out of the like it was inappropriate for the question to be there. I just wanted to clarify. Very clear, very clear. I appreciate that. I, I <laughs> yeah. appreciate that clarification. Happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Bibbs does get the three correct. So it's on them to get the five. And I was just screaming at my TV, full metal bitch, full metal bitch. And yeah, um, people looked confused. Uh, I, I don't know, I might scare my neighbors because I was just shouting full metal bitch. Um, and they missed that five. And I have to say, this was probably like my favorite question of the day. Okay. Yes. So uh, definitely a great question. And something you would have to learn from watching, watching the, movie. the movie and i do love that movie edge of tomorrow so i i knew that right away so uh a, but a tough question if you haven't seen it um or if you haven't even yeah. seen it in a while uh so yeah. and i didn't i i, I mean, said it was recent yeah. but it's it's almost six years old yeah so it's pretty like people have seen a lot of movies since 2014 exactly so i thought it was a really great question so then they yeah. miss it and odd a couple win 40 to 41. So they were very like super emotional. Um, what a wholesome post-game interview just all around. So much love and people crying and uh, just positivity. But like this was the first time I saw Koi kind of just like, I'm just done. Like I need to break. <laughs> like, that was so weird. Yeah. Was like, I was almost like, does he want to quit? Like is the Schmodown like, yeah. so toxic on him? Like, I get like saying like I'm excited to take a break, but he was like not even saying that. He was just like I'm ready to not do this right now. Yes. Like so I don't know. He was, was like I'm loss. ready to turn off this stream yard. Yes. Thank you. It's been a long time, and I'm just tired. like he seemed like yeah like that felt felt sounded like quitting talk, but you know yeah. he did tweet a lot, like oh yeah I'm ready excited to see what's coming next season. So he was he's like ready for next season, but yeah the way he was talking in that post match just seemed a little like he was just maxed out. So, yeah. And that was weird just because, you know, I just went on a whole like spiel about how great he is and like how positive he's been like this whole season. So I guess. It yeah, it was just a weird toll. moment. Yeah. I think maybe just because he and Shazam worked so hard. Yeah. And, and just lose. The I feel like maybe to lose it after all these months of matches and stuff can be hard. But yeah. it was just a weird on camera moment yeah. in, the, in the way that he expressed yes. that he was ready to take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little intense. So just, I uh, wasn't expecting that. Uh, so yeah. Awesome for odd couple. They're the champs again. Um, this kind of puts Jeff Snyder in the, you know, Mount Rushmore talks. Uh, yeah. Do you think that is something that is earned by Jeff Snyder at this point? I think so. I mean, I think sometimes people try to compare odd, odd Couple and Patriots, but the Patriots played in almost a completely different league yeah. than the Odd Couple, and Jeff Snyder has shown he's able to adapt and can be a champion in any like season of the show and yeah. to keep coming back and getting that. I think he really can be up there. I think maybe to be on Mount Rushmore, he needs to show himself um, I mean, he had a good single season this yeah, year, he did. but I think, an, I think another one can really put him in the talks for that. Cause Definitely. right now I feel like the general like fan would be like Roca, Merle, Bateman, like, and, I, and for some reason I feel like Jeff might need to prove himself a little bit more. Okay. For that's, sure. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he played amazing this season. So I think he could definitely be in talks for player of the year as well. So yeah, yeah, I, I've keep I've kind of turned 
you know, to uh, really This is a Jeff Snyder fan podcast, <laughs> yeah. officially. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've kind of haven't said the most favorable things about him all season, um, or in general, <laughs> just because, yeah. you know, his character is a little too cocky for me. Um, but, we do personally like Jeff Snyder yes. as, as a person. Yes. So We um, would like to clarify as well. We would as well. So we, we do stand <laughs> Jeff Snyder. So yeah. uh, congratulations to Odd Couple. And then we had uh, Chandru versus Chance. So I think people had, you know, expectations of how this was going to go. Um, you know, because Chance was not inherently an inner Geekton player. He kind of just went yeah. for it and won the tournament, played amazing. Um, you know, he's been amazing at singles and teams. So, you know, he has that drive to prepare uh, in the way that he does it. I know he was kind of talking smack about how, you know, I'm not going to say shit about you. I'm just going to, you know, get do in, do, get into your division and show you what's up. So, yeah. you know, and that's what he did. So I think most people were kind of thinking Chandra was going to take this. I think people were hoping Chance was going to take him down though, because, you know, Chandra's not very popular. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chandra, um, uh, actually, you know, missed some questions in the first round. So it was eight to five Chandra leading going into round two, uh, Chandra, he, uh, gets heroes and villains. Uh, he sweeps, but he has to go to multiple choice once. So I think that maybe made chance feel a little bit better. Him not going perfect and then having to go to multiple yeah. choice. Um, because I think inner geekdom is that kind of division when it's like elite elite. Like I think when, you know, Mike and Kevin were kind of having their little back and forth when a player goes to multiple choice that could like end the whole match right there. Um, yeah. So there's that fear of that. So I think maybe little chinks in the armor gave kept chance a little positive there. So chance gets DCEU, my favorite inner geekdom category. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he does struggle a little bit. He gets the first on multiple choice, gets the second. Um, He gets the third question. And I think he does. There's a challenge there. Chandru challenges. Oh, what was that? It was the house question. Yes. What does Bruce get back for uh, Clark's mom? And he says the house. And Chandru wants to argue that it's not just the house. It's the whole farm. And yeah, I feel like that was a, definitely a wasted challenge because the house is like, just generally thinking the house is part of the farm. So it's like <laughs> just her, her land. Like, you know, it's just like, I understand inner geekdom is, um, it's like Star Wars where questions are going to be scrutinized, but it's, it's, um, what's her name? Ma- Martha, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes. it's Martha. Martha's like house. It's her land. So yeah. I, it, Chandra was lucky that he didn't need another challenge. Yeah, because that was kind of a waste, I thought. So definitely got overruled, got thrown out. When he was pro, he was already kind of up on chance. Anyway, yeah. A little bit. So it was like, that was not the time to to necessarily challenge that. Yeah. Um, So then it's thrown out. So he gets it correct. He gets, he misses the fourth question. Chandra gets the one point steal. Um, and he gets the last question. So it's 17 to 12 going into the third round. Uh, they get Wizarding World. They both wager two. So it kind of stays the same. 19 to 14 going into the fourth round. Uh, they both have a great speed round. I think Chance passed on one. Chandru also passed on one. So it stays the same. Uh, 28 mm-hmm. to 23 going into round five. 
Uh, Chance gets his two, gets his three. Chandru gets his two. And then Chance misses the five, giving Chandru the win 30 to 28. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think this was a particularly rough loss for corruption just because, you know, it's not like something he was focused on doing. It just kind of happened and worked out in his favor. So yeah. he just did the best that he could. So it's not like it was a belt that they were really after. It just was an opportunity that presented itself. So I don't think they yeah. took it too hard um, considering all the other success that they have been having. Yeah. And also Chance was um, focused on other stuff since the end of the inner geekdom tournament. Yeah. Um, like he was playing teams matches and Chandru has been like, that's all Chandru exactly. does. Exactly. So Chance had a lot more going on. I'm not saying Chance didn't study his ass off. I'm sure he did. Yeah, but to but have to, it's, to, to split his focus like that, whereas Chandru could just be single-mindedly on inner geekdom, you know, yeah. did give him that advantage. So in, sure. in Chandru's post, Mara comes on and uh, a challenge happens. Um, yes. So how do we feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this title shot i did remember that <laughs> she deserves yes. um because we she's been teasing i get oh my god she teased 2019 in comic-con like san diego that she was like coming back right yeah and i think yeah, she, was, was, she what, was supposed to play kevin at the beginning of this year, of year but then you know you know health reasons she couldn't do that so yeah so She's been trying to come back. So, and she's one of the best inner geekdom players. I feel like because of her absence from the show, she doesn't get talked about as much. Yeah. But she, and she even said it in this interview. She's like, I beat Mike. I beat Rachel. Yeah. Like, and Jason Inman. So, so, and Jason Inman. So I think Mark Knopic, who's spent a year and a half, like brushing up her game, is someone that Chandler should be scared of yes. for sure. And while, you know, I think most people, me included, were like, you know, Chance is going to have to do a lot to beat Chandru. I don't think it can happen, even though he's working really hard. Uh, Amara's one, I can actually say, I, I think she could take him. And I, I think yeah. everybody wants that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's going to be one of the first matches of uh, 2021. So. It's yeah, the I think the, and the main event yeah. is going to be that in Star Wars. Yes. I don't know if that was announced, but now that I think about it. But you know what? You know what? Exclusive <laughs> on Machine Mondays. I, I think it was. I think Christian said I, it. I think they said Maybe it he didn't. Because, yeah, I don't think I would have gotten that information anywhere else. So Yeah. Okay, we're just going to assume <laughs> that someone said it and not me. <laughs> But. Well, no one listens to the show anyway, so I think yeah. it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, and people spill worse things than that on shows that a lot yeah, of people so. watch. People, all I see, side note, all I see on the Schmodown Reddit is like, tried to watch backstage, they spoiled it again, <laughs> never watching backstage again. I'm like, God damn it, people, like... <laughs> like you have one job. Yes. But I mean, those ma- matches are announced, so I mean... It's just yeah. a matter of when. I don't think it's a big deal. So it's yeah. fine. So we get into another fun match. Uh, Flirt and Flouse. <laughs> Sir Flirt and Flouse. Um, versus Kevin Smith. Now, 
Um, I have kind of checked out of SEN a while ago. Just, it was a lot to keep up on. So, um, I don't think I got on the Flirt and Flaus hype train while I do love Brett. Um, I liked his promo. That was pretty hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad he kind of brought a fun character to this match to just really give it that entertainment factor. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think Brett still would have been as entertaining. Just like, I still love the character of Brett Sheridan who sucks at movie trivia. <laughs> exactly. That's my favorite character. So um, he's flirting Flaus who kind of sucks at movie trivia, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel yep. about flirting Flaus? <laughs> You know, I'm going to be honest. I also <laughs> don't keep up a lot with SEN. <laughs> you know, there's just so much content. Yes, it's a hard lot. to keep up with it's the showdown. Yeah. The showdown had so many matches. I mean, and I'm always. <laughs> look at us. We're like, always, did what happen? Did that happen? I mean, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. So I can obviously barely keep up with the showdown. I'm also constantly watching movies to right for the showdown yeah so i don't have time for 10 hours a week exactly. of content but you know what we love everyone and i don't that doesn't mean i don't watch the occasional sen episode yeah but i am not very familiar with this is a flirt and flout <laughs> <laughs> um i got the vibe like from twitter that it was just a like thing Brett yeah shaved his head and left really a little weird. curly whirl and was doing yeah this. which is kind of like scary <laughs> honestly it kind of like creeps me out but you know like what? a giant baby <laughs> yeah that's that's the vibe it gave me and i don't like it but you know what i got the character um <laughs> And it was fun to see him interact with Kevin Smith, I guess. And Kevin was playing along. He was doing the little flirt and flouse accent. And yeah. That was really when he cute. was like, when he was like, we shouldn't trust the Germans or whatever. <laughs> or I was Jen. like, oh. <laughs> Jen said oh my God, Jen's <laughs> joke. I was like, sis, that was funny, but like a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. Like the second law, the big loss of the Germans or something like that. No, she said this. Oh no, she did. No, I think she said like their win. And I was like, what i know it made it right in the loss never mind that's world war ii we're over it so so yes flirt and flouse where it says kevin smith um kevin of course he's doing pretty well uh, six to nine kevin went perfect um then uh kevin gets uh snl and he sweeps i liked his little thought process on that third question the uh, um superstar one so i liked him like really yeah. thinking about it and he asked him is this the round where i get multiple choice so i like that he's getting like i was really just excited that he's getting into the game and he actually likes it and he like wants to come back and he like talked about watching he his, his so old match yes, he's like i yeah. watched my old match and i was trying to look at what i could improve on and i was like oh my gosh he really like likes doing this so that was really just what i got out of that match yeah um so he he did really well uh flirt and flouse got Dwayne Johnson and he didn't do very well uh Kevin did get two steals off of him he did get his last question correct on multiple choice to stay in the game so then it was nine to 18 uh, it would have been iconic if Kevin Smith had knocked him out though right? I was kind of upset I that know. he got it I was like <laughs> that so fun yeah so then Flirtin Flaus does miss his two-point question, giving Kevin the win. So just like, and him just kind of saying that he wants to move on to bigger and better things. I would love to see him play like a Dan Merle or somebody really big uh, somewhere down the line. Yeah, I think um, since 
who listens to Machine Mondays. I think <laughs> that um, Kevin Smith, if he ever wanted to actually be up there with Dan Merle and some heavyweight competitors, I think we would need to start asking him harder questions. Yeah. Because I think he's getting very confident. Yeah. With the questions that he's that he being given. Yeah. But if he had gotten the ones even in the championship match, he would not have been anywhere close. I'm not saying Kevin Smith cannot get there, and I'm sure he probably could. But it he's playing a different game. Yes. They are. You know? I think they are giving him that little bit of a boost. You know, like that. Yeah. Like in the Jericho match, there were a lot of 80s questions in that round one that probably did cater to Chris Jericho in, in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like that he has that enthusiasm and he wants to get there and he's played really well. But yeah, uh, I think he does kind of need to really get in there a little bit more. Um, and I know he said he wants to play Jericho again. So that was definitely... A really, really I would fun love match. to see them play again. Yeah, for sure. But I think it just would be interesting to see him play like some staples of the league and you know spice up those matches because yeah, it tends to be the same five or six I people just, like just right playing now, each other he, yeah. over and over again. So. Yeah, I feel like just Kevin. Like I feel like I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what I'm saying. I think that he just needs to transition from being a celebrity Schmodown player to like being just a normal schmodown player because yeah. i think until then he'll be playing people like chris and brett yeah and fun getting questions yeah. yeah so i think like i think he's down and i think the people would love to see that for sure definitely so just fun seeing his enthusiasm and seeing him like actually get into it and want to do it more that was definitely yeah. my takeaway from this match and made it really exciting uh mm-hmm. so then we do Get some drama after this match as well. Kate, uh, you know, fires Grace. Uh, she drops the accent. She says the fanny pack is out of here. She she means business now. Uh, yeah. So how do we feel about all of that? <laughs> it is definitely interesting. Um, I have wondered for a long time what Grace's purpose is to the overall den. Yeah. Just... Um, I would love to see Grace come back and get revenge in some type of way. Um, if she wants revenge or if she just wants to go home and not do the showdown, that's cool too. Um, it was interesting for Kate. I was a little bit getting tired of the bit with the voice and the, and the crazy loud makeup. And the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even joking. I didn't understand for, like, two of the studio matches that, like, she did bad makeup on purpose. I was just like, (laughs) sis needs some eyeshadow, like, fixer. Like, oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, Oh, it's like a thing. Oh, it's the bit. Yeah. Because I I understood she was from SEN. I was just like, does she look like this on SEN? And she's like, Kate Mulligan is a beautiful woman. I'm like, sis. I could do your eyeshadow for you. Like yeah. I could if you need some help, girl. Like girl, <laughs> it, you don't do one big color. You do dark on the outside. Yeah, it's like some blending. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta blend. It's all about the blend. And so I'm usually behind on stuff like that, but I was I it think was a much. Kate also learned to learned what the schmodown is this season. Yeah. I think 
season eight, she'll be ready to like attack. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I think this is a good move for her. I do appreciate some character work because I think that's fallen by the wayside a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. I appreciate the characters who have been able to translate that in this new format to keep people entertained. Video Drew has been amazing. Tom, um, you know, Lawn, I've loved them keeping up the bit and really having fun with it while still, you know, playing really well. So um, that's always appreciated. But yeah, it was it was. I think clouding, you know, her actually being a manager. Um, Because every match she wasn't really managing. She was just playing the bit. And I think the whole bit with Tom almost like screwed him. It hurt him. It hurt him with, uh, you know, that he missed a question and then he like didn't hear the next question because, you know, of the whole kind of bit and their communication being in character situation. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I think she actually, like you said, has kind of seen, you know, what the Schmodown is and she's going to adapt. So I'm curious to see like who she drafts, who she keeps. Um, I wonder if she'll keep anyone because who are the stars of the dead? I mean, she got a couple wins out of the pride. So I don't know. Yeah. If I don't know if she wants to keep them or I mean, they are, they are heels. So that's that's they are, really they are heels. <laughs> that's really important. Is she gonna be a heel? Because they are heels. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, Morgan, Morgan, you might have to. Go a little bit of that. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes, I mean just facts. They're heels. So yeah, I don't know who she's gonna keep. Uh, I think those were kind of her stars. She had Paul and Tom. They didn't really do what people thought they were gonna do either. Yeah, I think, I think depending on her place in the draft, Tom, she should. If I were Kate, I would lock Tom yeah. for sure. Yeah, he'll get you points. Um, so she might. But keep, I don't know who else. Yeah, I think she might keep Paul. Maybe. Well, I think she might keep Tom for sure, and maybe Ben. Because he got a couple I mean, wins Ben's, for them as well. Yeah. And I mean, he played a, a multiple not, divisions, you know. Yeah, he's valuable in terms of just being able to do singles teams and IG. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that would probably be the move for sure. I don't remember anything. Else. Remember when the Den was like the top faction? Yeah, because they were the only They're faction like... who were able to get matches because they all lived in LA and could be at the studio. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember when like the faction race was like is it going to be the den or the finstock exchange oh my gosh and look how that turned out what a what a what year a 2020 year. has 20, been 20, everybody oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes I, i'm really curious to see what she's gonna do who she's gonna keep who she's gonna try to pick up i don't know I mean, and yeah. I think Sean Sullivan and me were kind of having these little sneaky uh, subtweets about, you know, uh, our places. And he said he's he's waiting for calls and he's free agent. So I don't think he's been locked in. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know who she's going to hang on to. Because he was on the I, I don't know. I think Star Wars, um, I think the top play he's. I don't know if he's just going to do Star Wars next year. Maybe he'll do more, but I think the top Star Wars players are definitely the people who are have matches right away, and that's Laura and Molly are going to be the first ones to, to go get got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone is going to want to have at least one Shmo, um, Star Wars competitor. So I think Sean is the next Star Wars competitor after those two oh, and then, to get drafted. And then there's Adam Witt as well, 
who is also, you know, not just Star Wars, oh, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. also very versatile. He's played um, in singles and teams as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, it could go either way. I don't know what she's going to do. Maybe Are she'll... you going to do Star Wars, Jenny? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One question correct does not make a Star Wars star. That'd be kind of funny, though, if you just Raymond did it. just did it. No studying, just like did it like against like a Laura Kelly, just to like see, just to see. Well, like, Bateman was kind of talking about. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even get me started on this. I can I can be a Star Wars champion if I study for sixty days. Yeah. So he brought up the sixty days. He said, "No way he could do it with IG." But if he studied, if he was like somebody goaded him into doing it or pushed him into doing it, um, 60 days of just studying Star Wars, he could get to an Adam Witt or Sean Sullivan level is what is, were his words. So he knows. He- I'm just going to say this. <laughs> this is a machine Monday's exclusive. <laughs> Hell no. He could not. <laughs> what the heck? That was one of the stupidest statements of the entire year. So he did say that. And you know what? <laughs> If Ben ever hears this, I'm sorry, and I would love to see you study and become Star Wars champion. I just, like, cannot relate to <laughs> saying that. Those, those like, were the oh words that God. were spoken recently. So, um, yeah. yeah, 60 days of studying straight Star Wars, and you could get to an Adam Witt and Sean Sullivan level. And so. Adam Witt was studying his butt off, yes. let me tell you. I know that for a fact. Yes, he was doing so. the dungeon studying, and you know they are crazy over there. So they really be in a dungeon studying. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. What Kate chooses to do, who she chooses to keep. Maybe Star Wars Player of the Year, <laughs> Ben Bateman, twenty twenty one. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's about sixty days between now and the in the next in the next season. So yeah, could happen. It could, it could happen if somebody, Maybe if somebody, uh, you know, goats him into doing it. He said he would, do, he might do it. So yeah, yeah. All right, that's something I, I want. I definitely want to see. So yeah. um <laughs> Then we did get the announcement of next year's, I guess, theme, next season's theme, mm-hmm. war. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I feel okay. about this, just because. I mean, there's rivalries all the time, anyway. So how is this any yeah. different? I'm just going to share my experience um, of finding out about this storyline. A little behind the scenes. I did not watch Spectacular Live. I had something come up and I couldn't watch it till starting last night. And I finished it on the Sunday after. And so all I saw was out of context tweets about people going to war. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like, it was like. I just opened, and the first one I saw was Sabrina, and she was like, I'm going to war. And then Sean Sullivan was like, I'm going to war. And I was like, what? What is, What? why are we all going to war? What's going on? And I was just like, what? Yeah, I was so. a little lost myself. I got tagged in a tweet because Warfather, um, he said, can we, like, subname this season Father, you know, because he's War Father. Yeah. And they tagged me because, you know, in when in my promo for hit, the match I played against him, I called him War Daddy. So then <laughs> that's how I got tagged in all of that. And then somebody suggested, well, what about War Machine? Oh, so then. Oh, my God. That'd be kind of, <laughs> honestly, though, that'd be kind of iconic. Right? Like, I also later saw the promo. Like, it's just like a 15 second, like, blurb of it. Yeah. And it kind of looks cool. It does look like, cool. Like, I kind of. It, the war thing looks cool. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that's just like so if there is anything happening with that. <laughs> but yeah. So I think he explained it as like faction wars, but I'm like, isn't that already kind of happening and then it's just like inner people wars like you know we did get the setup of you know uh ben and riley you know kind of yeah everyone's at war yeah and uh we did actually get more of this coming up in the final match that we are going to discuss which is the singles championship match collins versus merle um who were you going for in this match um i am a corruption stan through and through but I also love Dan Merle. But I was rooting for Adam Collins because um, what a freaking season he has yes. had. Like, we have not seen a rookie like this since Paulo Yama to just come in and just get all the way to dance again. So I was excited to see, like, and he's undefeated in singles. Yeah. So I would love to, it, it, it's just crazy. Like, he is, I think he, his moment is getting overshadowed. Um, and he's just having a really amazing season and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. I'm not saying no one's talking about it, but not enough people are talking about Adam this season. Yeah, definitely. He, you know, killed it in the singles tournament, obviously. Um, you know, the horror exhibition. Yeah, that was for fun, but he dominated that. Um, he also joined the league halfway. Yeah. Right. And to do this, he was in the second free agency. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I would like to take credit for that because <laughs> I was on. I did a special with some people from the family, and I told people to draft Adam Collins. Hey. And you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take, take all the take, credit take, for that. Take all yeah. the credit, girl. That was all you. Yeah. So he should be thanking yeah. you in his Rookie of the Year acceptance speech. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I was definitely rooting for Collins as well. Uh, he is, uh, it's a wonderful podcast patron. So, you know, he's, he's a kind person who likes to yeah. support, you know, people in the sphere. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I did meet him on the street in New York and he just like stopped and just said nice things to me and like, you know, knew I was an artist and like he works with breweries like, and stuff. Like at a so. Schmodown thing? Uh, in New York, uh, at a live event. I think it was. Oh, you I kind of imagined it as, like, you were just randomly in New York and we just met you. <laughs> no, it was a Schmodown thing. Um, okay. Yeah, it was the Paul uh, Snyder Championship match weekend. Mm. Yeah. New York, too. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, I think we were all kind of walking, like, crossing bars. And so, like, fans and competitors were all kind of, like, on the same yeah. street. And so, yeah, I just ran into him and he stopped me and just was really nice and, like, you know said you know i do work with breweries and you know i like your artwork so maybe i'll suggest you to them and like he was just really yeah so like what what an icon exactly so ever since then i've just you know known him to be just an amazing genuine person and while people you know say he's boring or he's stoic or whatever like he is just a genuine person so i was so excited to see him doing so well and yeah Yeah. like i I don't know if i'm allowed to say that i kind of low-key stand corruption (laughs) I think mostly just Shannon. For, just Shannon. For Shannon. Hey Shannon, put Janine on corruption. <laughs> I mean Shannon. The story the story elements of that would just be kind of ridiculous. So I kind of I mean, love that aspect. The white bread <laughs> reunion. It would be I would amazing. be in a faction with my like sworn enemy in the Schmodown, Mike Kalinowski. Yes. Um we could like do a duet of Ebony and Ivory, you know. There are there's potential was there. Can I imagine this? Or was there like a moment where you played Mike like two times in a row? I did. And I lost to him twice. That was like twenty eighteen. <laughs> was that twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Nineteen. 
Okay. Yes. I just remember being like, why the fuck is she playing him again? Yes, I played him twice. Because uh, yeah. our rivalry was just so epic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, it would be kind of funny. But I, I do, you know, Shannon is a queen for sure. So I definitely yeah. low-key stand corruption. And I always try to like, I shouldn't say that. Because, you know, this big rivalry I've had with Mike for all of these years. And Chance no. as well. Um, but, you know, I can't deny how epic Shannon has been, how great Corruption has done. Just really impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely excited that they picked up Adam and he's been doing so well. So, um, you know, Dan is the reason that I kind of got into the Schmountain in the first place. You know, I really wanted to see him, you know, beat Campia. And I was a huge, you know, Screen Junkies fan. And that's what made me kind of go over there. And then I stayed there yeah. for, you know, Miss Movies and Stacy and other characters that I saw on the show. So, yeah, Dan has been like, you know, the one that got me into it in the first place. But uh, I was really excited to see some new blood kind of come in and dominate. And he's been playing amazing. So this was a highly anticipated match, but I was definitely going for Collins in this one. And it did not disappoint. It was so close down to the wire. Uh, you know, they both went perfect, getting the bonus, uh, going into round two, Adam gets Clint Eastwood, he goes to multiple choice once but sweeps, uh, Dan, he spins away from horror, gets YA, which I always love when this category comes up, because, you know, YA is great. Yeah. Um, it was fun to watch grown men. <laughs> right, answer YA <laughs> questions. Yeah, I love, I love to see <laughs> it. Answer questions it's my about favorite Twilight. Category. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so Dan, he misses one. Adam gets the one point steal. He gets the rest. So it's 14 to 17. Adam leading going into the third round. Uh, Adam bets one. Dan bets two. They both get it correct in animated. Uh, then it's 18 to 16. Adam's still leading going into the speed round. They both go perfect. So like the most, you know, perfect, epic, easiest speed round, uh, I think, of the day. Um, so it's 26 to 28 going into the final round. Uh, Dan gets his two. Adam gets his two. They kind of just go back and forth. Dan gets, misses his three and gets his five. Adam gets his three, misses his five. So now we are locked in sudden death, 33 to 33. And it takes eight questions deep. That is crazy. For Adam oh to take God. the win. So they definitely made that match worth the money because, yeah, I mean, Dan should have nothing to feel bad about that it was that close. Um, you know, that he didn't just like get whooped by a rookie, you know. Um mm -hmm. the fact that it was that much of a fight, I think just made the win that much sweeter for Adam. So really impressive. And uh yeah, he's the new singles champion. So really great. That's so exciting. And yes, definitely. And uh, I was watching, uh, I believe I was watching the action guys and Jen was talking about how uh, she was guesting on there. And she talked about how Adam didn't really feel it was real until Dan called him to congratulate him. They had a really nice conversation. And so that's kind of when it really hit him. So it was just really great to see that, you know, they did talk about him actually kind of cracking a smile and actually showing a little bit of yeah. emotion because that's kind of so like his cute. whole thing. So yeah, it was really sweet. Uh, so I'm just really happy for him. You know, Shannon was beaming, really exciting. So yeah, happy for uh, corruption. And Shannon did announce that she would be keeping Chance and Mike and Adam. So not really a huge surprise. I think that was kind of no. obvious. Um, she did say that if you, like other managers, want Laura and Mar uh, Marisol, Marisol. Yeah. 
she would she would like hurt you. watch out because I that was my thing. I'm like they need to be on corruption because they are iconic yes. and only iconic people are allowed on corruption. Yes. So and Laura, you know, she was pretty chill, and then as soon as she joined corruption, that was just her vibe, a hundred percent. Like yeah. I loved, her. and she was like. In the promo for the Star Wars yes. one, she was popping off. I'm like, this Hell is like, oh, yes, like, this is perfect. So yeah. Yeah, I would love to see her stay with corruption, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think people care about pissing off Shannon, uh, which I think they probably should. So um, yeah, yes, they should. Yes. So definitely exciting. You know, she announced her three. Uh, corruption are the big winners. So congratulations to them. It was a great season. Yeah. Um, and then. Roka was managing Dan during this match. And then he starts popping off <laughs> as Roka does. Well, first, Finstock comes in yeah. and is like, fuck you <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And it's like, you were so, you took so much away from this team winning all these belts. It's so terrible what you did, you know, Dan Merle. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. what? What? I was like, the logic here is a little, is little like, skewed. <laughs> just rip off the Band-Aid, Gucci, you know? Yeah. Just tell him you don't want to draft him. And then all of a sudden, Roka's like, I don't know why he's saying that. And then he turned, and I was like, what? What is Dan happening? Dan is having a really bad day, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, kick a man while he's down. And Roka yeah. all about, I love you, but, you know, I put too much time and attention in you, and I'm tired of being in your shadow, so this plays into the war aspect, I guess, as well. So, yeah. Uh, all out war, apparently. Finstock Exchange has finally imploded. Um, our good friend Kristen Smith did tweet that, you know, it wasn't a matter of if <laughs> Finstock Exchange was going to implode. It was when. Uh, and she definitely yeah. called that. So it's done so i don't know what gucci's gonna do who he's gonna draft everyone sounded like his favorites were roca um barbarian and demolanta so he might keep them and ben the way he's talking as well he seems like he's kind of done too so he hates him too yeah so so I'm really excited to see how this draft goes. So it's crazy that in the first season, that like after the full um, like faction season, that Dan Merle ends up a free agent, right? Uh, so yeah, my chances of getting drafted just went down <laughs> because there are a lot of you know former champs just floating out there in the you breeze. Will, you will so. not not get drafted. <laughs> you are going to get drafted. I mean, I think that the machine is probably going on the scrap heap. <laughs> Somebody's gonna no. have to like plug Listen, me out and every, put me back together. I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet every day, and I'm gonna tag all the teams. I'm gonna be like, just so y'all know, like, y'all need to draft Janine. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be my campaign manager, Abby. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, should I just like tweet? I'm like, I'm the new Burning Drugs manager, and I'm drafting Janine, <laughs> Janine the Machine, my number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> I would be honored. I would be so honored. Yeah. So before we get out of here, um, I do have some voice messages. It's basically one. Ex- Wait, we have to we have to talk about the scariest part of the. <laughs> oh of my the gosh! Show. How did I forget? Oh my god! Yes. So what the heck? Throughout you know the past couple weeks of matches and in this uh, big spectacular. Guy has kind of gotten back on the Shmominati train, where you know he is ready to expose 
all of the crazy doings of the showdown. He's going to Skybound. He's got all his information. He knows who's involved. He's about to expose everybody. And then he gets abducted in an alley by somebody in a creepy mask. I'm not joking. I have nightmares from that clip. Right? That was so scary. So scary. When he picked up the phone, I was like, Yeah, it was like, Oh my god, I'm dying. I'm Oh my god. I'm genuinely scared. Um I don't know what is going on. Um Christian, every time people ask where Andrew is, he goes, What? He says, Andrew's gone? Like he was in the Facebook being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, and he did say before he got abducted, Drew said, Christian's not involved. Christian's not involved. He said that multiple times. And uh, I was watching Action Guys, and Drew was supposed to be there. Ben and PLD were both kind of like, we've been calling him. He's not answering. Uh, And then Jen came on. She tried calling him, and he had this weird uh, outgoing voice message uh, um, saying, hey, this is Andrew Guy, you know, leave your name and number and leave a message mm-hmm. and, you know, keep on smiling. And, you know, Ben and PL, they were like, that wasn't his normal outgoing message. That's really weird. And then this is so scary. Yes. What the heck? And this then like, somewhere like, halfway through the show, I work on the show and I'm like, genuinely I'm scared. worried I'm like, for his life. And his yeah. mom, Sue guy's mom called Ben was like, he was supposed to come home and visit and he hasn't showed up yet. Usually he calls me when he's late, but he has not called me. I have not heard from him. He's not answering. So just wondering if you know where he is. So his mom's looking for him. And then Jen got a text from him and it was just a smiley face. That's it. So so scary. Yeah. I hate this. I hate this so much. So I, I don't know what's Someone going on. Someone save Andrew Guy. Yes. So uh, we need to put out the Amber Alerts for Andrew Guy because, yeah, um, that was terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't know who has him uh, because he knew too much. But then he's, you know, texting smiley faces to people. And, yeah, it, it's all very shady. So I don't know where this is going. But uh, hopefully we'll get some answers soon. Yeah. So, Hopefully. Yes, that was Schmodown Spectacular 5. They left us on this creepy-ass cliffhanger. So we're just going to have to hold out and hope he's okay. Yeah. So uh, we did get a voice message from our good friend Steve. Movie Fenobi. Hello, Steve. Yes. Oh, my God. He left what us. What an icon. Yes. So he left a three-part message because you can only, you know, do a minute-long message. And he had a lot to say because this was a pretty big event so let's see what steve had to say hello abby this is gonna be tough might have to do this in two messages but yesterday was a fantastic end to 2020 I uh, give all the props to Christian, Mark Ellis, Nerd Chronic, everyone behind the scenes put it all together. And Jen Sturger, she was fucking amazing in the post game. I know this was all pre-recorded. I was hoping for some live stuff, but it was all put together very well. Intermissions, it was perfect. So good job, everyone, and thank you. So to start it off, power couple, man. Star Wars, I never expected Alex to lose it. Ace did great in the tournament, but Alex, he just like breathe Star Wars, kind of like the way Sam Witwer was. And um, 
I do want to see Dean Melanta and Laura Kelly get another shot. That should be pretty exciting. The Jericho match was awesome. I love Britney's energy, and they were so fun. Great palate cleansers between these title matches. Okay, so that was message one. There are two more parts. So how did we feel about, did we pretty much agree with his sentiments? Thank you, Steve, for calling. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Okay, fair enough. Yep. So part two of his spectacular analysis. Yes. Team's title match. Oh, I was so sad to see Shazam lose this. Um, but Bibbs and Brendan Meyer, they're class acts. Bibbs is the sweetest man. I hope to meet him in person someday. And um, that was just a shame. I think Snyder's head was just not there. And um, you know, I'm happy he won. But I just think that Shazam, they were dominant the whole game. And uh, Mark Andrego, also a very sweet man. So congratulations. But I did want it to swing the other day. But at least... All of Roxy's matches were done early. I like her. She just annoys me sometimes. I apologize. But um, the inner geekdom I had to skip. Um, but I watched today, and I didn't expect Shandra to lose, so good for him. And Mara, awesome Mara, come back and get that belt. Do it, Mara. I can't wait. Well, I appreciate the honesty there, Steve. Um. You know what? <laughs> we love... I love when people share their real opinions because honestly I try to watch as many Schmodown reactors as I can but everyone's too nice yeah they don't want to like hurt any feelings but like there's a way to not do that and just be real about like how you feel as a fan just have real analysis you know like we do here at Machine Mondays Yeah. Um, yeah yeah like I am a competitor I know these people personally most of them so you know, I don't want to hurt any feelings or insult anybody because I know how much everyone puts into this game. And you never insult anyone. But You're I want to be honest about, about the game. Yeah, I want to be honest about how I feel about things um, and how it relates to, you know, things I've experienced. Uh, so, yeah, I want to be real with my thoughts. So I appreciate Steve you yeah. know, being honest about that. So, yeah. Part three of his spectacular analysis. Home stretch, lovely Janine and Abby. So <laughs> Kevin Smith, great match. He's always entertaining. That is one of the biggest gets in Schmodown because he's so likable and uh, he leans into the silly stuff. So I wasn't expecting Zafflerten Flaust, but uh, that was a fun surprise. Now the title match. Oh my God, I wanted Dan to win so bad. Um, Adam Collins, super, super talented. It's just Dan is just, I like him in things outside of Schmodown. And I love him and Mara. So I was disappointed to see him. But he took him to the end, um, wound up in overtime. That was a brilliant finale. So everyone did such a great job, Nerd, Nerd Chronic and everyone, the hosts. So thank you, thank you, and thank you, Janine and Abby for this Monday roundup. Take care, guys. Absolutely love Steve's voice. I'm like him and Morgan always joke about doing an ASMR show. I'm like, you guys have like these. It's very voices, soothing. Right? Yes. They're yeah. both, they're both of their voices are very nice. So thank you, Steve, for that analysis of Spectacular and calling in. And we really appreciate hearing from the fans. 
but yeah, it was great talking with you, Abby. I just have one question for you. What was your Ooh. favorite question of the day? My favorite question, and it is about one of my favorite movies, is the one that Brett, the, fl- the flirt and flouse, um, did not get. He had to go to multiple choice. Is the question about the game plan? Oh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's okay. movie with Madison Pettis, yes. where he just figures out he has a daughter. It is iconic. I highly recommend everyone watch it. It okay. is one of. It's honestly one of his best movies. I have never seen it. It's really cute. Okay. I love it. So that was my favorite question. Yeah. It was a random one, but it it was funny, and it was funny watching Brett try to <laughs> figure it out because <laughs> he was doing pretty yeah. good with Dwayne Johnson up until that point. Um, yeah. Did you write that one? I don't know if I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that gives us our answer, guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yes, thank you so much, Abby, for joining me. This was a long one, guys, because there was a lot to unpack here. Um, But I'm glad you were here to help me. So Abby, tell the people where they can find you. Um, Y'all can find me at Abigail Friel on all social media. And then if you are here and you like the Schmodown, which you're here, so you do, please follow the Schmodown on TikTok at the Schmodown. And I don't care. If you're like, I'm old and I don't understand TikTok, just download and follow so I can feel better about it. Thank you. Okay. Yes, Yes. please follow the Shimon on TikTok. Abby is doing an amazing job. She got my old ass on TikTok and now like I'm kind of low-key addicted. Yeah. Denise's more famous than me on TikTok. I'll I'll say it. You popped off. You're more famous than like my own account. No, no, no way. Um, But yeah. So yeah, don't use that excuse. Just make an account. If you can make a Twitter account or Facebook account, you can make a TikTok. You can make a TikTok account. Follow the page and even just watch the videos. No one's asking you to make any content. Just support Abby yeah. because she's awesome. And I'm posting all your favorite clips from the Schmodown. Exactly. So if you just want to rewatch one second intervals of your favorite thing, just follow the TikTok. Exactly. And when you know TikTok goes to three minutes, which they're talking about, you know Abby could post more awesome stuff. Yeah. So please check it out. Exciting. Thank you, Abby. And of course, Machine Mondays isn't the only show you can find here at the It's Wonderful podcast feed. We also have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan, my great co-host, to watch things he hasn't seen. And right now we are talking M. Night Shyamalan movies. So please check that out every Wednesday. And of course, Friday, we have the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where we give love to those classic films. I switch off hosting duties every other week with Nolan Dean and Morgan is the constant host over there. So please find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed all places podcasts can be found. Also check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com. We have some fun stuff for you guys over there. Some fun videos, uh, Sunday live streams with our patrons monthly artwork vote in polls bonus content so please check all of that out at our patreon it's a wonderful one uh if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out my artwork you can find all of that at my t public shop at g9 design on tpublic.com i have a new design over there the what the fuck frank shirt so hey <laughs> <laughs> you can get that there um if you want to find me, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show um, at It's a Wonderful One on Twitter. And yeah, thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode of Machine Mondays. It was a big one. Glad I had a special guest here, Abby Brill. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, XO, XO, Machine out. <laughs> <laughs>